Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Another edition of the Internet's most dangerous Tottenham Hotspur podcast. It's Wheeler Dealer Radio. Uh, coups have failed, so we're back. We apologize for missing last week, but it was a little bit hard to focus, what with fascists trying to destroy democracy in the United States. But since that seems to have failed for the time being, uh, we're back to talk about a slightly less cheery topic, which is Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. We have actually a couple surprisingly good results to talk about today, but unfortunately we're talking about them on a less than good result day. Since we were last with you, Tottenham had a resounding uh, 3-0 victory against Leeds United. They beat Brentford 2-0 to advance to the finals of the League Cup, which will be held in April. Uh, well, and it remains to be seen whether that's good or bad. A heartwarming 5-0 thumping of Marine, um, you know, in the FA Cup. Truly the magic of the Cup. Honestly, I think a lot of people got kind of swept up in that, so it was kind of uh, nice to see. And, of course, after three matches uh, with no podcast of not conceding a single goal, Tottenham drew 1-1 with Fulham today, uh, which, you know, will probably color more of these proceedings than we would like. So, let's start, I guess, let's start with current events with the 1-1 draw against Fulham. Brian, is this match an aberration with what we saw over the last couple games, or were Spurs getting lucky? I guess I would argue that the last couple games were the aberration. You know, we played a championship side, a newly promoted Leeds team that, you know, just by virtue of the way they play, um, concede a lot of goals, and and a, a semi-pro team from the Liverpool area. Like, I, those games were the aberration, like... How we played against Fulham and the Fulham result is very much, like, on brand for how we've been playing, like, the last month and a half. Well, it's interesting when you look at the Fulham game because, on the one hand, this isn't the same as a game like Crystal Palace. This isn't we were just hunkering in our own defensive half and completely inviting pressure. On the other hand, it certainly fits a pattern of Tottenham Hotspur just... Having a pretty decent first half, and I would argue Spurs looked pretty good for the first, I don't know, uh, 20, 30 minutes of this match, the first half, if we want to be generous. And then just failing to capitalize and conceding in the second half and just not being able to close out or maintain any kind of momentum. Uh, Ben, why do we keep doing this? Uh, Because Jose Mourinho is our manager. I mean, to be both glib and truthful about the situation. <laughs> um, you know, this was slightly different than some of our more recent results that have gone pear-shaped. Um, Palace and Wolves were games where we had a decent first half and then we just stopped playing for the second half and it bit us in the ass. This was a game that we had a very good first half but we didn't turn that very good first half into anything more than a one-goal lead. 
and some of which was if we're being because I think we're about to get very harsh about the second half. If we're being fair, Spurs were exceedingly unlucky not to have more goals in, at, at the end of the first half, but that happens in football. Yeah, I mean, like again, by the end of the first half, we had about two point four expected goals um, with the number of shots we've taken, the quality of chances that we've created. So yes, we we should have gone into the half with a two goal lead, but we didn't, and we seem to come out in the second half taking that hypothetical two-goal lead for granted. And I think that's where it kind of all went wrong. But that's Um, what's a little weird about it to me, is like, I I don't want to argue the point that we didn't play well in the second half, but we didn't just decide... I mean, the the difference between this and some of the other games is we didn't just... Whatever else you want to say about that second-half performance, Spurs didn't just decide 1-0 was good enough. And, okay, we've done our job for the... They tried to keep scoring, and... You know, you could argue that Sun chance that bounced off the post. They were lucky that that didn't go in. Unlucky that that didn't go in. But they weren't just hunkering back, but we just didn't play well going forward. So we sort of had, you know, we didn't know whether to stick or twist because we weren't defending terribly well, but we also weren't attacking with the same verve we saw in the first half. Right, exactly. In terms of expected goals, which, you know, again, I don't know necessarily tells the whole story, but our second half expected goals was about a fourth of what we put together in the first half. So it wasn't like Wolves where we didn't take a single shot after the 60th minute, um, but we took like four or five shots in the second half. It wasn't like a a consummate attacking performance, Um, but neither did we just shut up shop and like let Fulham come at us. We were both attacking badly and allowing a lot of chances in the other direction. And because we weren't bunkering, um, the chances that we were allowing were maybe a little bit better than the normal chances we allow. So we kind of just did the worst of all worlds and just looked like shit for half a game. So where's the and, where's the weak link? Is it is it personnel? Is it ta- I mean, I know you hate Jose Mourinho, but is it is it tactics? Is there another manager who would make the, who would take this team and be getting better results out of them? I mean, where's the where's the sort of why does this keep happening? Because I know today was a little different than some of these other matches we just talked about. But why does this? Why do we keep having great to good first halves and then just completely letting the air out of the tires in the second half? I think it is both hard to make a kind of sweeping categorical judgment about this game in light of the past, and also still able to find a through line here. Um, you know, this wasn't Jose saying, we've done enough, let's let's shut shit down, and like let's coast on this lead. Like, I, I really don't think that that describes what we saw today. However, it still felt like we had a similar kind of cavalier attitude towards, well, the first half performance was good, and this should be enough to see us through without the actual performance matching that kind of idea of what our performance looked like. You know, like, we had, again, we had a 2XG first half with only scoring one goal. So we walked into the second half feeling like we were dominating that game, but the scoreline did not reflect that. The scoreline was still a very precarious 1-0 lead like we've seen so many other times. And it, Again, I don't know if it's the players feeling a little cavalier and a little lackadaisical because they felt so comfortable after the first half, or Jose felt 
cavalier and lackadaisical, but we, we were not ruthless. We were not, we did not approach that second half with the same kind of intensity that we brought to the first half. You know, if we had matched that first half performance and had another, you know, two expected goals, another goal, like if we had come out, out there like really going for it and creating really good chances and happened to get unlucky and get punched in the mouth, you know, I'd be a little more forgiving. I'd say, you know what? Shit happens. Sometimes you get unlucky. But the way that second half went, it felt like we were just kind of milling about, you know, not really being clinical with our chances, not really creating the opportunities for ourselves while still leaving ourselves open for Fulham to get chance after chance after chance after chance, which we've seen time and time again, allowing, uh, you know, mediocre teams to get chances against us, we're going to blow it. We're just not good enough at the back to keep those chances from turning into goals. So do you think personnel is part of it? Like if we had Toby and Jan from three years ago or something back there, would you feel better about these? Because today we had Dyer and Sanchez in the back, which is arguably our worst pairing. I don't know, Brian. What do you think? I, I, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a loss. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily down to the personnel that we're using at the back so much as it is what we're asking them to do. I mean, you know, our, you know. Three years ago, Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld well suited to sit deep and you know knock away crosses. I would say no, probably not. Like that's it's not a good use of either of their talents. I don't know that we would be in a better position um, if that's what we had. I mean, uh, you know, look, Mourinho's teams have always had big, physical, strong in the air central defenders, and what he kind of inherited from Pochettino was. Guys that are good on the ball, guys that are, you know, fairly quick. Um, you know, Sanchez, Alderweireld, Dyer, there are big guys, but none of them are, like, big towering presences. They're not imperious in the air in the same way that we think of, like, you know, a John Terry or um, he didn't really have anybody good at uh, at United. But, you know, like, like, they're not those kind of guys. And so... I don't know. I think more than anything, it's down to just not doing stuff with the ball. Like, I, I, to to me, that that's the my frustration with this is we're not killing games off. We are instead relinquishing control in the second half, whether by design or just by whatever it is that the players are doing, and and, and by ceding the the attacking impetus to the other team. We are putting ourselves in more dangerous positions and making it harder to hold on to these leads. I watched enough games under Pochettino, under AVB, under Harry, you know, under Tim Sherwood, certainly, where, like, you know, there are games where the other team just seems to eat its Wheaties that day, and they either have long stretches or entire games sometimes where they are just better than they ought to be, and they're having more of the ball, and they're putting you on your heels, and sometimes that just happens. What's frustrating about this year is it's happening all the time in ways that, you know, it's it, uh, we should just, frankly, there's not a ton of excuse for it. We should be game planning for this. And, you know, if Fulham had 20 good minutes today, like you were saying earlier, Ben, we played really well to all right for most of the game. 
and just got unlucky and Fulham had like 20 good minutes, it's like, yeah, I can kind of live with that. It's not ideal, but that kind of shit happens. But when this kind of thing happens over and over and over again, it gets really exhausting to watch, especially when you've got a manager like Mourinho who, you know, unlike Harry Redknapp, I'm at least, you know, I think I, I don't think Mourinho doesn't see this. You know, I, I don't think he's kidding himself about it. You know, Mourinho seems very attuned to the problems of this squad, but we don't seem to be fixing it. And you know, maybe there is some issue in the squad, but well, I thought I think it was it's very interesting. I thought it was interesting that after the match, you know, Hoiberg's interviewed and he talks about you know we didn't do this. We you know we weren't compact enough. We didn't play with enough. We played with too much space between the lines. And then, you know, when we had possession of the ball, there wasn't a purpose. Like, we weren't, you know, retaining the ball and, and, and having a target in mind. And so I I don't know how to interpret those statements from him. I mean, that's a guy that's that's clearly a leader on the field. And is he saying that, you know, the players weren't executing – the, the management plan, or is she saying, you know, the, the, the plan and the, from the manager was not to do those things? I think it's the former. And then if that's the case, why is it that after, I don't know, um, like I said, a month and a half of us, you know, basically going on the back foot in the second half and Jose Mourinho saying, I never told them to do that, why is that still happening? I mean, this is a group of players that, under Pochettino, almost never let off the gas. Um, Sometimes to a fault, like right, yeah. Honestly, that was more to our detriment than 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 you know stopping attacking. Um, so I, I I don't know what to think. I I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden this group of players doesn't know how to possess the ball and how to attack. Especially because what we saw in a Pochettino, especially kind of in the, the the peak Pochettino era, was a team that knew how to kill off games. Um, we stopped being Spursy late in games. We stopped, you know, conceding late winners or, or late equalizers. So I don't understand how now it's different. Yeah, it's just it's, it's very hard to kind of fit this into a comfortable narrative because it. This match was very different than a lot of the matches where we've just stood off the ball yeah. and let teams come onto us and then just broken through mental lapses, through poor organization, through, you know, just pure luck. Um, today, we we played a very possession-oriented approach, uh, particularly for a Pochettino, or I'm sorry, for a Mourinho Spurs side. You know, it wasn't like we weren't like totally ball dominant, but we weren't just sitting off and trying to counter. We were trying to own the ball and do things, but the team seemed to just very ill-equipped for playing in that in that mode. But that's... we didn't have any real cohesiveness to our attacks. It was just sort of like we have the ball. We're better than Fulham. I don't know. Let's just move the ball around and see what happens. It didn't feel like the team had any kind of like attacking plan with that with that setup in mind. It was just like, well, we happen to have the ball a lot because it's Fulham. I mean, uh-huh. I, I would... That, that's sort that's of, not workable. That's what's sort of weird to me. It's It seemed like we had sort of modified this kind of counter-attacking system to, like, 
inviting Fulham in in a way where we could possess the ball afterwards to actually have, like I said, there was that 20 minutes where it all worked pretty well. It's not like this was a Spurs team that totally fluked their way into like a goal. We were creating really good chances off of, I think, relatively coherent build-up play, even if some of these were just breakthroughs in Fulham's defense, and a lot of it's probably just down to Fulham not being as good as us. But we're t- we've talked about, let's throw the Marine match out of this, because like Brian said earlier, they're a semi-pro team, but there's two matches before this where we played this sort of style, and it worked pretty well, and I don't want to get too carried away because one of those matches was against the championship side, but Brentford is probably better than Fulham, um, certainly about probably as good as Fulham. So we've, we've seen this kind of semi-front-forward style work, and again, it's, it's against a Bielsa squad who is frequently asking for trouble, and against the championship club, so I don't want to get carried away, but we, we'd seen us sort of use this type of approach in the last couple games and it worked fine and it was working fine in this game and then it's like like you said Ben it's different than the Crystal Palace game it's different than some of these other games but it felt like we switched off um to some extent yeah I mean like if I'm trying to apply a narrative to the game it's like you look at the first 15 minutes and we were not very good Fulham wasn't very good either but we were just kind of all just being bad and Fulham came out of their shell a little bit and, you know, this is not a team we should be able to counterattack against because they shouldn't be that open against us. But they opened up because we were really poor to start with. And then then we got that 20-minute period you talked about to end that first half where we just started ripping into them. And it feels like halftime came and Scott Parker was like, okay, we have exposed ourselves too much because we got a little comfortable with Spurs being a little bad. And let's dial it back a little bit, but, you know, pick our spots. Whereas Jose was like, you guys are humming, you know, we we're killing them. Like, just, just keep doing what you're doing. And it felt like the second half happened and Fulham were much more comfortable staying tight and picking their spots. And Spurs were still playing the first half as if it was the first half, even though the game around them was very different. I will say the second half. The second half started off with Musa Sissoko making perhaps the greatest run of his career. So good, I thought he was actually going to score a goal at the end of it. He juked like five Fulham players just completely out of their shoes. Like genuinely, like, go back and watch this if you can find the clip. It is genuinely an incredible run. Like very impressive. I mean, it's Fulham, but still, what he's doing to all these players is genuinely very impressive. And then again, there's not like an easy shot there, but like. It's just, there's like five full seconds where you're watching him and you're like, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, shoot the ball. What are you doing? And he ends up taking like a weak-ass shot into somebody's shin who dives in front of him. And pretty much from that moment on, we were screwed. <laughs> but there's like this moment when, when Sissoko does that where you're just thinking like, oh yeah, we're going we're gonna to run right over them if, if Musa Sissoko can do this. <laughs> but alas, it was not to be. It, it's just really annoying that we have Gareth Bale, Lucas Mora, Stephen Bergvine, and who am I? Deli Ali, Eric Lamella, and Vinicius, <laughs> and, and, and Musa Sissoko is who's starting on the right wing. Yeah, but like, are any of those other guys steam engines? I mean, Lucas <laughs> runs a lot. Bergvine runs a lot. Like I, you know, like 
I know we talk about this a lot, or I talk about it a lot, and, you know, the the, the right-wing position and Musa Sissoko playing in midfield, like, being a major problem for us. And that's not why this game ended up in a draw. It's not why a lot of the other games this season have been draws or, or losses. But it's just, like, if we were getting anything out of that right-wing position that was even remotely productive to our attack or to possession or to build up like that'd be great like you know i like when Aurier plays over there because he gives you some attacking wit he does some things on the overlap like that's all good but man like there's just no like there's no threat on that side of the field unless sun moves over to that side well, like you know it's just nothing you know what makes this worse is you know what player we have who has played in that position to some success before is deli alley and i don't understand like i actually understand a little bit especially when lacelso is healthy like that midfield gets real crowded for deli but like there's a place he can play i mean it's not hard to fit him in this team especially given that we're a little we're looking a little Lighten ideas these days. And I mean, you know, uh, not to put too much stock into the Marine game, but Deli Alley played in that game and looked really good. And, you know, again, look, I get it. He's playing against guys who are garbage men during the week, like literal garbage men during the week. And, and that's like, I understand. I'm not trying to say, like, look at him. He's amazing. He should be playing all the time. But, like, I don't know. Like, is is it not worth a shot? Like, what are we what are, what are we trying to accomplish here? If we're playing, you know, with ten effective members of an eleven well, or nine sometimes, and that's where and again, we only made two fucking subs. Like, Delhi sat on the bench the entire game. We went a goal. You know, we we went to they scored a goal. We were one one. We didn't make a third sub. Like, why? Yeah, at why? Least put- Put more on just to stretch the field. Like, shit, do something. I mean, that's not what I would like to see us do, but, like, God. We we finally got Vinicius on as a sub, and he had the ball. He touched the ball twice. So, like, all right, not not a great sub performance from him after the hat trick against Marine. Even the whole team looked like, I mean, they just, like, I I don't think it was great before that, but the second they scored the goal, we just looked like we had no plan. You go back to that Crystal Palace game. When they scored the goal, Spurs actually looked really dangerous after they scored the goal. They probably should have scored twice after that Palace goal um, between the dire free kick and the Kane header. And this game, we just looked like chickens running around with their heads cut off. And they almost accidentally scored that when they had that offsides goal with Regulon. But, I mean, we just looked like we had no plan whatsoever after they scored. Right. We took one shot in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game, like after they scored. Two if you count the offsides one. But, yeah, it's like. I don't. Yeah, it's it's awful. I think, honestly, like, Regulon's the only guy I'm coming out today feeling good about because I thought he had a nice match where, you know, you just see all those things he does where he's real dangerous and running around like a golden retriever. And, like, his crosses, by the way, very, very good cross. In all these games, honestly. Ben, Ben's, I mean, Ben's losing his mind. Annoying. Well, I, I think there's a lot of Like, I thought Hoiberg was great. I thought Ndombele was great. I thought Aurier and Regular Hoiberg needs to take some shooting lessons. That's probably why I didn't include him on that list. I mean, look, look. If our defensive midfielder finds himself in the box, take, he take wasn't even shot, in the box. Like, take a touch. Like, God, there's like, no one in front of you. It's Fulham. Again, it's like it's that's fine. That's like if Musa Suzuko winds up there taking a shot. You're like, what do you expect? <laughs> you know, like 
that's not that's not where our shots should go. That's not how our team should develop a chance so that it ends with Pierre Hoiberg. No, but that one was actually fine. Shot. There was so much smart interplay leading to that, and like your defensive midfielder is smart enough to see what Harry Kane's setting up. Like we have these. You're right. We have these moments. I loved a better shot from him, but like that's just not the. Yeah, problem. we have these moments. But you're right. We have these moments where it's like you can see it. And you can see how talented these players. And maybe they're doing it in spite of the system they're being asked to play. But oh god, it's so frustrating. This team just can't put it together. I just I I, I don't know that it's even that the team can't put it together. I that I think is the problem. Is I still don't really have an understanding of is this Jose's fault or is this the players? And if it is, in fact, the players, I don't know how we got to this point. Like, like you have guys like Kane who, who literally only play to score goals. Like, like that's the reason Harry Kane exists. And I mean, I'll, I'll ask the question for you, Brian. It's not the players. It's not. Yeah. If, if it happens once, it's the players. If it happens week in, week out, it's the manager. Like, that's, no, that's it. And I... I, I agree, but and, and and so yes, if I am just uh, watching the matches, I I absolutely agree. But then you throw in the added ingredient of you listen to Jose Mourinho talking, and t- if you take the things he says at face value, which is definitely a mistake, um, but if you do that, you, you he says that they're not doing like I didn't tell them to do that, and so. Why is this happening? Like that's he's a I, bad manager. Yeah, the players and, aren't doing what he told them to do. He's bad at managing them. Yeah, and, and I think that's I, I think that's the problem that I that's where I'm at with this team. Like this is I think probably the most talent we've had in, in a team in the last ten years. I think just you know just top to bottom. I think this is the best team we've had. And uh, I, I, I would have agreed with that. I'm, I'm starting to the way our defenders play is making me start to question that a little bit. But I grant I, I think I grant your basic point. So. I think I think Dyer and Alderweireld are definitely better than fine. Come on, yeah, I think they're definitely fine. But I think Hoiberg is still you know a better defensive midfielder than we've had for the last four or five seasons. I think Indombele is definitely. You know, on a level that you can say he's comparable with with Erickson, like, and I and I think Son is Son and Kane are like, Son definitely is better than he has been in years past. Um, so I, I, I just we should be better than this. We should be better than you know the one one against Wolves. We should be better than conceding late equalizers to Newcastle. We should be better than you know the, this match against Fulham. And I think that's the story of this season. We should have been better. We these we should have done something to to not have this happen. To Brian, us. I think you you brought up the Newcastle match, and I think that's a useful comparison. This match because I think the Newcastle match is the kind of match where you look at it and you're like, that wasn't anyone's fault. Like, yes, they should have been more clinical, but that's a lot of bad luck from your top scorers, and that's a lot of bad luck on your defense in the last minute of the game with something very stupid happening. That's the kind of game where you're just like, you know what? No one's fault. Some days it's just not your day. This is a match where things went wrong. And maybe they also got unlucky. But this is a match where they didn't set up properly. They didn't respond properly. They didn't 
you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, we're getting outcoached by Scott Parker in the second half. Come on. Like, you know, even Mourinho in winter should be better than that. I just, I, yeah, I, I, it's frustrating because we were all sold this bill of goods that, you know, Jose Mourinho is one of the two best managers in the world of football, even though we'd all watched him manage at Manchester United. Um, and Daniel Levy was like, oh, I've wanted Jose at the club for so long, and he, he's going to bring us to glory. And, like, look, we're in a cup final, and but the, this stuff still keeps happening in the league. And, yeah. and it's even more frustrating because the league is still there. Like, like Yeah, Manchester that's a good United, point. That's a really good point. And, and, and Manchester United are in a position that they can win this. You know, we're, Manchester United are not better than us. Like, if Spurs win this game with the game in hand, I think you're right. We're not out of this title. Like unless Liverpool just run away with it, we're absolutely in this title race. If we if we win today, and we, then we're however we're in third place with a game in hand. I mean that's we don't have a game in hand, but yes, we do. Oh, on United or we don't. No, we don't have a game in hand. Okay, now that we've played, we don't. This was our game in hand. Yes, yes, didn't win it. It, it's just, um, I mean, it's just, look, it's just frustrating. Because, like, look, if Liverpool were doing what Liverpool were doing last year or Manchester City were doing what they did two years ago, I, I don't know that this would be that as frustrating because it's just like, all right, well, we're never going to catch those guys anyway. But this is such a weird season of flux. Well, There's so much uncertainty with everything. And it's just like we've avoided major injuries. We've avoided, you know, COVID issues. And, you know, knock on wood. Um, but, and we haven't been able to capitalize on anything. We've talked about this before. It's, if you're getting Mourinho, you need results. Because you're sure not going to, with Mourinho, you're definitely not going to just, like, be watching this scintillating football every week. And for a while, he was delivering them. But the problem is, and you know what? I think there's even a level at which, as much as we enjoy being first in the league and being in a title race, like, you know, Jose Mourinho gets you second or third. We win a trophy or two this year. I think that's a good season. That's a, that's a very that, that that that's the kind of season where you can always justify everything that's going on. But if we're going to do this shit every week, it's it gets a lot harder to justify, and it gets you know it becomes a chore to watch. Like, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm sitting there with my kid on my lap today watching this and thinking like I'm going to have to change the way I talk about Spurs games in front of him in a few years if this kind of shit keeps up because it's infuriating. To watch, and I know that we've like all watched Spurs teams that were as or more sort of unreliable as unreliable as this team is. But you know, we're supposed to be better. Than, I mean, you know, we've seen nothing but progress for the last couple of years. This is a team that was in the Champions League final a few years ago. I'm not saying they have to be doing that every year, but they should be. I don't know. They shouldn't be this kind of bleh. and. You know, I think we all convinced ourselves that, oh, maybe Mourinho, maybe hasn't changed, but he's finding a way to make this team work. And, you know, you hoped it was true, but it sure doesn't look like it right now. I mean, through 38 games of Jose Mourinho, Spurs have picked up 66 points, which is one more point than Martin Yole picked up in 2004, 2005. Or, sorry, 2005, 2006. Um, It's just... 
So you're saying Mourinho has truly embraced the traditions of this club. Yeah, he absolutely has. It is a team that is going to fall short and hopefully qualify for the Europa League. It's just, it's not, it's not good. Like, that's not enough. AVB did better with this team. Like, and, and, I mean, it's also, you know, it's concerning because we're coming back into a difficult stretch of our schedule yeah, again. We needed to be hoovering like, up points. Yeah, like, we needed three points here against Fulham. We need three points against Sheffield United because after that we've got Liverpool and then Brighton and then and then Chelsea, West Brom, and City. So it's like easy game, hard game, easy game, hard game, easy game, hard game. But it's just like in five games you've got Liverpool, Chelsea, and, and City. And, I mean... And we talked ourselves through, like, that bad period of, like, Leicester and Liverpool... And wolves and be like, well, we had easy games coming up. Like we're gonna just like roll up some points, and this is the easy game, and we didn't. So yeah, yeah like we, we look, we did it against, we did it what we needed to against Leeds, and then we said, all right, Fulham and Sheffield. Like but it was we more than that. It was we games. had we had again. Let's throw the Marine game out because it is what it is. They had two games against two like the kind of teams that we need to be rolling up wins against. And they did it, and they looked decent in both of those games. Like, you know, I, say what you want. I mean, you know, I, again, I think we always, all, all sports fans tend to give a, the other team more credit than they, than they give their own team. But, you know, we made, we made short work of Bielsa's um, leads, which is more than Liverpool can say this year. So, you know, that wasn't nothing. That's not something to write off. We did well against, I mean, that Brentford game was almost never in doubt. Um, unless I am completely memory holding it, which after the like five months that took place in the last week, I might be. But you know, we we had two very comfortable matches against teams that, frankly, should have given us more trouble than Fulham did today. And you'd like to think that we're applying something or learning something from those matches, but today indicates that we're not. And it's it's that's what's so frustrating about I think this Spurs team is it looks like whenever they look like they're about to go on a roller, look like they figured something out. They haven't. And it'd be one thing if, like, oh, we were looking really good and then Lo Celso got hurt and we're kind of struggling without him. Or, you know, Fulham just fired their manager and they've got the new manager. There's no excuse for this. There's no reason that makes it more palatable. It's just we just did dumb shit again, as we always do. It's just us and we keep sucking. Yeah. And we, don't keep, like- we, suck it, we suck just enough to make it even more frustrating than if we were just awful. Yeah. And I mean, these are matches against, you know, 18th, the 18th place club in the, in the table, you know, Brighton is 17th. Sheffield United has won one game. And so far this season, we've got West Brom coming up. Like these are teams that are propping up the, the bottom of the table. And we should just be, we should be going nuts on them. We should be, these games should be, 3-0, 3-0, 4-0, you know, 3-1, I get whatever, fine. But, like, Fulham should not have a chance to equalize against us in the 78th minute. And and, and I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's me being, you know, dismissive of the way football games go or dismissive of, you know, a Fulham team that has some level of talent and is unbeaten in their last five league games, whatever. But, like, I, they're not on our level. None of the players that are out there on that pitch can start for Tottenham Hotspur. It, like, I don't. It just it's very frustrating. 
And I think what I makes mean, it more frustrating is if Jose Mourinho got hit by a bus tomorrow or Daniel Levy fired him, if they had to if they had to install a new manager tomorrow, like I don't think like if Hassan Huddle or someone took over this team, I don't think they have to work very hard to get this team humming. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think the the parts are all there. So to be weirdly positive about this game, you know, the thing that I would say is for a good 30, 40 minutes of that first half, we really were humming. Like, we looked exciting. We had Regulon and Aurier both bombing down the flanks really, really well and contributing to the attack. We had Ndombele was in absolutely scintillating form. Hoydierk was running midfield. Kane and Sun both looked sharp. Suzuko, we could laugh off of his mistakes because sometimes they ended up in good things. Um you know, it was like it was a very good first half of football. And having taken that one nil lead, I guess I'll say to Jose's credit, we didn't just bunker down and say, Let's go today. Like we did a bad job of it, but we still tried to play football. And the worst my biggest fear, I guess, from this game is that Jose is gonna look at what happened and say, See, this is why I, I shut up shop after we score our first goal. And like, and he'll learn the exact wrong lesson from this, and make us play even worse and more boring and more tedious. When the reality is, is there was stuff to dream on in this game, and I don't know that like this far into the season, I'm like going to actually let myself dream on Jose Mourinho doing anything like beautiful and wonderful with the talented players that we have on the squad. But I guess I'll say, well, we saw it. And we saw what's possible. Maybe it'll happen. I mean, the thing about this game is we we did do a lot more pressing uh, further up the pitch. Um, you know that I think that was the thing that I liked. I mean, you know, Ben talked about that thirty or forty minutes of the first half that were really good. That was the part that was good for me. Is is we haven't been actively pressing in our own attacking third for a long time even even kind of the end of the pochettino era we backed off the kind of crazy press that he did and 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 that was a lot of fun to watch in this you know in the early going of this match and then the the press kind of backed off a little bit in the second half and you know we were less effective overall i guess but i don't know i i guess if you look at the season that we still have in front of us we are in a cup final. We we still have the Europa League to, to to start back up. You know we've got we're we're still in the FA Cup, and you know despite today we're sixth place. We're six points off the top. Like that's not we're not we're not out of anything. Um, I I don't know it. Like we've always talked, it's hard to feel like really good about this most recent iteration of Spurs because it never feels like we gain a lot of momentum. And then when we just do start to pick things up, we get hammered back to earth so violently. Like there's never like, oh, that was a blip, and then we pick right back up. It's like we have the blip, and then we lose the next two after the blip. Like, And it's never it's, – it's never – because – you have that game against Liverpool, which is frustrating. That's the kind of game you lose and you feel good about yourself. You know, like, 
you know what, we played really well. Liverpool got kind of lucky at the end. You know, it is what it is. That's what happens in football, especially against one of the best teams in the world. These are, it's Fulham. You know what I mean? Like, like we had we had right. three matches we could feel really good about, and then we just, like, throw points away to Fulham. Well, I mean, for us, it was like, you look, you had that great run. You you beat City, you draw Chelsea, which may be less great, but you then you win the North London Derby, and then you have your blip. Your blip is Crystal Palace, and, and you know, you, you play, you back off, you play poorly in the second half, and you lose that game. And then you have, you kind of rebound, I guess, and you have a decent performance against Liverpool, but then it's like back to the same thing. Like, we get, you know, we get kind of played off the park by Leicester. We concede late against Wolves. Like, I I just... And I, it doesn't I, feel like... It doesn't feel like part of a... You don't see what they're trying to do. It doesn't feel like we're building something. It doesn't feel like we're adjusting. It just is what it is at this point. And some games we're on and some games we're not. And we're off in probably more games than we need to be. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, but at the end of the day, we're in a cup final. And we're playing... You know, it's Jose Mourinho versus Pep Guardiola for the League Cup or whatever the fuck. It's Carabao Cup is what it's called now. I'll always refer to it as the Carling Cup, but whatever. It's going to be really funny when we have a season like United, his first season at United, where we win, like, two trophies and make the Champions League off the back of the Europa League, and it's going to be our most successful season in, like, decades, and somehow it still feels weirdly unsatisfying. I don't know. if we win shit. If we win two trophies, I'll be I'll be over the moon. Will you? Yeah, if we win two trophies, even if we finish like sixth, I'll be like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. If we win the Europa League, I'll be pretty happy. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'll, I'll it's look probably not gonna we, bode well for the know, future of the team, but I'll be very happy about it. You know, knocking on wood to, to avoid jinxing ourselves. If we beat Man- Manchester City in a cup final. And then presumably some other good team in the Europa League. Probably a Spanish team because that's usually who's in the Europa League finals. Um, I, that sounds great. Let's do it. I'm super excited for it. But they got to show us they can do it first because right now they don't look like they can do jack shit. I mean, I just... We got 21 more games of this in the league. <laughs> I do way to, does anybody way, want to, way to characterize that? it, Ben. Way to characterize it. Does anyone want? I I don't know. I want to watch the important games. I don't want to have to watch any more of these games against middling to poor teams because those are the ones I don't actually enjoy. You know, I enjoy it a lot when we beat the shit out of somebody three 0 Like I enjoy that quite a bit. I'd like to see us start yeah, doing that again. Yeah, the Leeds match was really fun. Yeah, the Leeds match was super fun. Right, but the reality is. Been is that it's like we make hard work out of fucking Brighton and West Brom and Newcastle and Fulham and that's all the stuff we have to sit through to get to a game where we score one goal and then sit back and play defense for 80 minutes against Man City. If there's a like, trophy at the end of that's it. What we're but that's the difference. I think that's the difference between, you know, sitting back and playing defense against fucking Wolves and sitting back and playing some defense against City, because, like, frankly, we would be doing that under Pochettino, probably. So, I mean, there's a different, you know, there's one thing to do it in a cup final. It's another thing to do it against, you know, some 10th place team in a league match. It's, it's, ugh. One thing, we're going to do it against everybody. So, what, where well, so, are your moments? So there better be a fucking trophy at the end of it. I mean, 
You know, I don't mind yeah. winning ugly. I don't mind winning ugly, but the key part of that phrase is the first part, which is winning. You know, if you're going to do it, you better come away with three points every week or almost every week. So not to not to like super put the cart before the horse, but we've talked about you know winning a trophy and how that changes or doesn't change our perception of the season. If the trophy we win is against Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, does that make it better or does that not even matter? Yeah, it makes it better. Like lifting a trophy against Man City is going to be fun. Like, I, like it will be fun to celebrate and watch the team lift the trophy. Is it going to like fundamentally change my view of Jose Mourinho or whether or not I want him to stay? No, like not unless we play him off the park or something. But like, don't tell yourself that like lifting a trophy like. Again, I'm here to listen to you found the Pochettino's era more rewarding. There were games without a trophy that you appreciated more. I'm fine with all of that. But let's not pretend that, especially against Manchester City, lifting a trophy won't be a fun day at the office, even if it doesn't fundamentally change anything about where this team is going and who we are. I would like to think that it would change the mentality of the players. I am skeptical of that. I think maybe winning the Europa League could actually change the mentality of the players, because that's a long slog to get there, and like you know, you probably learn a lot about yourself getting all the way to Europa League final and winning it. But you know, yeah, I'll enjoy it. It'll be fun, and then you know, if we keep playing like this, I'm still going to want Mourinho gone. But I'd like to win a trophy, and I'd like to have fun that day. So, I mean, I just think the the last League Cup we won was special because you know we beat Arsenal in the semi, we beat we beat Chelsea in the final, like. You know, like, if, for example, our, our final had been against Brentford, I don't know, is winning that trophy as special? Like, you know, when, we haven't won a when, trophy since 2008. It's gonna, I don't know if it's going to be as special, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, like, uh, Arsenal beating Bradford City in a cup final. Like, is that, like, is that a historic victory for the club? Like, I would well, really they didn't. lift it. I mean, they didn't do that, so that, that's, that's, that's a big difference right there. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I don't I mean, know. You know, I mean, you're right. Like, beating Brentford was kind of par for the course. Like, I did not feel like, holy shit, we're going to a cup final. Like, we just won a semifinal. It didn't feel like anything. It felt like we were playing a random cup game against a bullshit team. And then I kind of realized after the fact, like, oh, that was that was an important one. That well, wasn't, like, felt... the third round. I don't know about you. That's how I felt when we... Who'd we be? Wofford? Who was that? Who'd we be in, in Pochettino's first year to make the cup final? Or second year? Whenever it was. First year, because Salado was hanging out in those things. We, we beat... I have no idea. Anyway, I, like, I, I don't blame you for not finding that thrilling, especially this season where time is a flat circle and nothing matters. But I still think, like, you know, we interviewed Ledley King all those years ago. What did he say? Like, what was more satisfying, winning top four or winning the League Cup, and I know probably in the overall arc of the history of the history of Tottenham, going top four was probably more important. But Ledley definitely thought winning the trophy was more exciting. I don't not want to win a trophy. Like I, I let me make that clear. Like I would love to win a trophy, and yes, beating Man City to win that trophy will feel different than beating Brentford to win that trophy. However, I am just increasingly uncertain that that trophy is going to be enough to make me feel good about the way everything is going right now. Because the way everything is going right now is is poor. Uh, just for purposes of the record, uh, Greg, it was Sheffield United. 
was who ah. would be in that semifinal. Watford, Sheffield United, same difference. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I actually think I kind of agree with Ben. Um, I, I know. It, it hurts me as well. Um, but, but, like, yes. you know, look, we've all known what we signed up for with Jose Mourinho. It's short-termism. It is win now. And... in a season that is so very much up for grabs is a league cup and like a sixth place finish a success. And I, I, I don't know. We talked to the extra inch, what, like two weeks ago. And I think most of us landed on. Yeah, I think so. And now we're in a cup final or, and now we kind of feel differently. I don't know. And then I, we, I, we keep bargaining it downward, right? It was like a, right. few, a month ago. It was like, yeah, well, this sucks. We're not playing fun football, but we can make the most of it. If we're going to win the league. And I was like, okay, well, we're not going to win the league, but, you know, top four and like a Europa League and a League Cup. And like, well, we're going to win like three trophies and get top four and that'll be fine. And now it's like, okay, well, we'll top six and – a trophy. Okay, well, top six and, like, the worst trophy. Okay, well, top top ten and, like, a shitty trophy. It's like we just keep moving those goalposts downwards to, like, assuage our feelings of, of misery over the course of this season. And it's just, I'm tired of feeling that way. I'm tired of, of making realities, you know, fake to suit my my fickle whims over over jose like like I, I i i will be happy to win a league cup like that day will be a good day yeah that's I what i'm trying to say we know. shouldn't i don't think we're good enough to like like we are like if we were like had the last couple of years that city had or the last couple of years that or if we were you know if we were a bigger club a club that was more accustomed to winning trophies I would understand where you're coming from. I just, and I agree with you guys in that, like, I don't think winning the League Cup is going to change the narrative around Mourinho. I just don't think we can be picky enough to be, like, I, I just, if we win a fucking trophy this year, especially against Pep Guardiola, we should not I, all right, let me, let me downplay, try to, let me downplay that and not enjoy it, which which is what it sounds like you guys are doing. So, and I don't want to put the card ahead of the horse because Pep's probably going to murder us. Let me try and reframe this. I will enjoy that day very, very much. Like, so much. It'll be a great, wonderful day. But does that override all the days I have just really not enjoyed to get there? And assuming that trophy is the difference between one more year of Jose and no more years of Jose, does that one day... Look, give I me think, more joy than all the days next year that look, I'm this, not this is how I can tell under Jose Mourinho. Like, this is how I can tell you don't you don't pay close attention to college football anymore, Ben. Because if you we, I just don't think you can play this game of like what's the step in getting rid of Jose Mourinho. Because the fact of the matter is, we are like at least a season away from playing that game with the investment we've made in him, with his I, profile. Unless Mourinho, like, murders someone or commits a very big crime, it's just, he ain't going anywhere. And I don't think a League Cup's going to change that. Seventh, 
points and win no trophies, Jose is not going to be here next season. Like He's going to be here next dude. season. He'll just be on the hot seat. Mauricio now, Pochettino got us into a Champions League final and was unemployed like two months into the next season. I don't think you have to worry about will a League Cup save Jose Mourinho's job if it keeps going like this. Like, if, if we... Fi- save his job is well not winning anything end his job. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think the thing that, that I think about most with this team is Harry Kane has never won a trophy. You know, uh, Hongmin's son hasn't won a trophy at Spurs. Um, you know, Hugo Lloris has no trophies at Spurs. Like, I, I don't think we can underestimate the value of any trophy whatsoever to not just, you know, the, not just us as fans, but to these players, to the team, to the squad. <laughs> Look, I mean, look, you can, you can mock me if you want, but like the the players do play do pay lip service to this. You, Harry Kane does give interviews where he says, you know, well, you know, if I can't win things here at Spurs, or if I feel like I can't win trophies here at Spurs, then like maybe it's time to move on. And and players do come here because we are at a certain level where we are competing for stuff. And at a certain point, you have to go from competing for stuff to winning stuff. And and we have yet to do that. In I kind do of think, like... I, I do think whatever else you think about Mourinho, he's talked about this before his time at Chelsea, where he takes the League Cup seriously, and I think he's not wrong about this. Where you know it's like winning's a mentality, and you've got like winning things like the League Cup sets you up to win other things, and I don't think that's wrong. I just don't think we're like real, both in terms of like what I want to think about when I'm thinking about the club, and also in terms about realist, realistically, are we going to get there? I don't think we've arrived at how is this going to impact Jose Mourinho's job security because, I, again, I think we're at least a year of bad performances away from that becoming a very real, absent Jose Mourinho killing somebody. I think we're just we're very far away from his job being at risk. I think if we're in seventh place to start the, like October next season, I think his job's going to be on the line. And I think really the only thing that's going to stave that off is if he wins the Europa League this year because that's the big trophy... I think that's the biggest trophy we could plausibly win. So, first of all, League Cup champions Wigan and Birmingham City would disagree with you. You mean about FA what Cup champions are... Wigan? Oh, were they even better? Even better. Um, do you really think if Jose wins nothing and finishes like seventh or eighth, we're not rethinking our managerial situation this summer? I think. No, it I doesn't... don't think this summer. No. I think it does. I don't think it makes a difference, and I don't think the league cup will make a difference if that's all we win this year. I think it's not going to make a whole lot of difference in Dan, in Daniel Levy's thinking. He he fired Pochettino th- two or three months into the season after he made a Champions League after final. losing a Champions League. Oh, final. okay. There. Thank you, Ben. That, that. All right. So so Daniel Levy doesn't care about winning trophies, is what you're saying. I think like, Daniel Levy that cares about winning trophies. I think he's cold-blooded about getting rid of managers, is what I think. Well, what do you think he cares about? Like, I think he if, cares if about winning Tottenham a trophy Hotspur, isn't saying... I think I think he care, I think he wants to win trophies. I think he needs Tottenham Hotspur to be in the Champions League. Okay, so if we don't get that and don't win a trophy, why is he going to back Jose Mourinho? Like, because he's Jose Mourinho. About, you know, he's he's going to give him because he's invested a shitload of money in him, and he's going to give him someone in next season. And if it's still a problem next season, he'll probably fire him then. But it's going to take a lot for Mourinho to get fired this summer. 
Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's about the financial commitment he has made to Jose Mourinho and you know Jose and and probably also Jose himself lobbying like you know look I got a, a one summer window and that was a weird summer window and then you know this summer you know we'll we'll strengthen the squad again in the summer give me another hundred and fifty million we'll buy some more players and then and then when that doesn't work. Ben, I think if you were talking about first or second year Mauricio Pochettino coming straight out of Southampton, I think you would probably have a case there. But Mourinho's got between like Daniel Levy finally getting to take his like dream girl to prom, and between how much money we're paying him, between the fact that it's been a COVID season, you know, I think it would, I would be, I think it would take a lot for Jose Mourinho to get fired this year. I think something off the pitch would have to happen to get Mourinho fired this. Uh, like assuming we're not going to be a relegation battle, which I don't think is going to happen, you know. And then I think next season he'll probably be on the hot seat because we're probably going to keep playing like this, and it's probably going to go the way it went with Pochettino at some point. I mean, look, I've defended Daniel Levy through a lot of things, but if Daniel Levy backs a manager who finishes eighth place and wins zero trophies, who he was hired to qualify for the Champions League and win a trophy, Daniel Levy is a terrible, terrible chairman. And, like, I don't believe that that's the case. So, like, this is Daniel Levy finally getting the girl of his dreams to go to prom with him, and then she sleeps with a high school quarterback on prom night. Like, that is not what Daniel Levy signed up for. Pretty sure this is the... Pretty sure this is the prom queen sleeps with a janitor on prom night. But, you know, let's... Yeah, let's, fine. <laughs> but, like, that's not what Daniel Levy signed up for when he got his dream I think role the, Mourinho. I think the investment is such both economically and psychologically. I just... Man, I no. think, again, like, we finish in the Europa League spot. It's like, okay, you're back, but, boy, you're on thin ice next year. I just think that's where we're going to end up. For good or for ill, I think that's where we're going to end up. I think Europa League buys him a lot of cachet, especially because that puts us in the Champions League. I think an FA yeah, Cup or a, if he doesn't win the Europa League, he wins nothing and finishes eighth. Like this is this is my hypothetical here. He wins nothing. We finish eighth. We don't qualify for Europa. Then I think he's where Pochettino was in October, in late September of his last year here. I think it's boy, you're on thin ice unless like he kicks out or acts out in the in the off season, just which is entirely possible. He hasn't earned nearly the goodwill, Poach. Daniel no Levy doesn't hang out in the cartilage free captain writer's slack. Like, I don't think he is going to be as quick to fire. Pochettino finished second, finished third, qualified for the Champions League four times, made it to a Champions League final. Jose Mourinho, again, will have made a League Cup final and lost it in this hypothetical and done nothing. Like, that's the scenario we're working with. There's, there's no way he keeps his job. There's no way. There's no way he I keeps mean, his job past December, that. but I think he, I, I think he's back next year. I, I also think the other thing you have to consider is what are Daniel Levy's other options for manager? And, you know, if you're looking at this summer, you've got Thomas Tuchel, who's still looking for a job, and then what? Ralph Hasenhutl? No, we like, need to, we need your, to, we need to stop and think about this. Daniel, part of the reason that he threw Pochino overboard is there was a very high-profile free agent manager out there. I don't think we might fire Mourinho at some point and hire a guy like Hassan Hoodle or something. There is not a guy that we're going to throw. We're not going to pull a Martin Yole on Mourinho. Whatever, however you think this shakes out, we're not going to fire Mourinho so that we can hire somebody else. We're going to fire Mourinho because it's gone too far and it's no longer tenable. You know. I, I'm going to bet that happens by the end of the season. 
You think we're going to fight? I will, I, I will bet you that Jose Mourinho finishes this season. Finishes this wait, 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 hold on. You if think Jose does not win a trophy or and qualify for the Champions League, I will bet that Jose is gone this summer. Yes. Okay, I I will take that. I will take that. I think he will I think he will start the next season on the hot seat. I think I think he will start the next season on the hot seat if that happens. If we finish like sixth or seventh, so not like below mid table or you know, if that, that's what you're saying. Like Europa if we qualify for next season's Europa League but don't win a trophy this year. I'll give you Europa League. I think if we follow, not don't qualify for Europa League, I think definitely. Well, Europa yeah, League, there you're getting into more data. But I will, I will give you Europa League for the purposes of this bet, yeah. All right. I think he starts next season on the hot seat. I just don't think we're going to – Mourinho's a big enough name. He's not going to throw him overboard to hire someone else. So the only way he gets rid of Mourinho is if something has made his relationship with the team untenable. <laughs> One way or another, whether that's all the players fucking hate him and won't play for him like they did for Pochettino at the end, or he's, you know, I don't know, joined the Republican Party and he doesn't want to associate with the terrorists. You know, I don't know what it is, but something's going to have to happen to force it. definitely gave these people a map to the Capitol building. Like, let's be real. 100%. But, so, like, I guess my thing is, is if your Spurs... And and you want to replace Jose Mourinho? Who who do we even look at? Like, I, what I guess I just don't understand is like, where is our standing in world football right now, and what tier of managers are we looking at? Because I think we can all agree we hired Jose Mourinho, and Daniel Levy thought we were like we were getting Jose Mourinho, and we all knew that we were getting got fired from Manchester United because those teams sucked. Jose Mourinho, like. Like this was a this was an image rehabilitation and reputation rehabilitation job for Jose Mourinho. So, is the level of manager that we can still expect to get, you know, Southampton's marginally successful manager, or think, you know, wh- whoever's out of work? Like, I think it's likely that we go for a more project manager, like Hassan Hoodle or someone like that. I think that is not unlikely, and I think you know I might even put money on that. I think we get Tuchel. Like if Mourinho got hit by a bus tomorrow or in like. Junior, I mean, I don't like, want Tuchel, but like. No, but I'm, but you're talking about pr- level of manager. I think Spurs. I think if if Spurs had an opening this summer, I think we could absolutely get a guy like Tuchel. Um, you know, I don't think we get that top tier of candidate, but I'm not sure. You know, who is that top tier of candidate? Like, is there anyone even on the market? Tuchel's probably the best manager on the market, or at least the most accomplished manager on the market. Uh, I don't. There's not a Pochettino out there anymore. Allegri, yeah, but even Allegri's kind of like, yeah, he's he's like, Allegri's not too good for Spurs. I'll tell you that. Like, I mean, he's been out of a job now for what two years? Yeah, yeah and our, I, I think and, Allegri is a perfectly good hire. I mean, yeah, but he's also rumored to have bombed several interviews with several high-profile clubs. I think Spurs. I think I don't think there's many managers Spurs couldn't theoretically hire. I would suspect that if we get rid of Mourinho for whatever reason, we're probably going to hire a different type of manager. Um, it's just interesting because now I don't feel like there's a real. It, it it it's weird because behind like I guess Klopp and um, Guardiola, I, I don't know how the hierarchy shakes out after that. Like you know, 
Bayern have Hansi Flick, and I don't I don't know is that guy is he an actual good manager? I have no idea. Um, you know Dortmund's manager, I I, I have no idea if Favre is good. Um, you know I have no idea if Marco Rosa at at uh, at Gladbach is a is an actual good manager. I, Pochettino is fine, but we did that already. Um, you know Pirlo manages Juventus. Um, Zidane manages Real Madrid, and I don't think he's actually a good manager. Like I I I, I don't have a kind of an understanding of. Who is that, in that next tier below the very best? I think it's a big drop, and I think Pochettino for a while was the only guy close to Klopp and um, and uh, Guardiola. And even now, I'm not like you know I I get why PSG did it, and they play in like a farmers league, so you know it is what it is. But you know, like even after his time at Spurs, if that had happened in another club, I'd certainly be. A, at least a little bit suspicious hiring him. I mean, I think it's a huge drop off. I think virtually, you know, I think I think the I, I think virtually any manager is within our grasp, with the exception of a very you know the, the guys you sort of mentioned. I, I, I think we have actually moved up a little bit in the football hierarchy, and there's sort of there's just not a, like like once you get under that sort of top tier level of Quap and Klopp and Guardiola. It, it gets very sort of it's just a mishmash and it's hard to it's hard to judge them. I mean, look, we we are a top ten wealthiest club in the world. We could get any manager we want who is not at one of the nine clubs above us and not in one of like the Leipzig, uh, Red Bull hierarchy of of funneled, you know. I even think we could probably get options. one of them if the circumstances no. are correct. But. I mean, yeah, we probably couldn't just because like they know they have a road. You know, Jesse Marsh knows, like, he's going to be a Leipzig manager one day when, you know, their manager moves on. It's, there's, there's very few managers in the world we could not pay money to buy. Um, the question is, is who we're going to, who we're going to buy, or if we're going to look at one of the two managers, like Tuchel and Allegri, who are out there unemployed right now, who need a job. Well, and I think and the, the nasty thing we're not talking about is what's the state of the squad. Are we selling Kane? Is it, you know, I mean... I mean, again, it doesn't matter. Like, like, is Kane any more likely to stick around next year under Jose Mourinho after a season where we finish eighth and win no trophies than he is under a new project, under a new manager? Like, I would say no. Like, I don't think that makes any difference to his calculus. Um, and honestly, if we have as bad a season as we might, Staying with Jose Mourinho is possibly more toxic than hiring a Hassan Hoodle. So, you know, I, I think I, I'm not concerned with who the next manager is. I think there's a whole universe of managers out there that we could be looking at. Um, all I can say definitively is the manager that we have is bad at his job. And I don't want him managing this team anymore because. It sucks watching this team every single week, and that's it. That's that's the only question for me. Is I I hate watching Spurs more often than I enjoy watching Spurs. So but what have you got? Are you are you actively rooting for us to lose yet? Have you gotten to that point? 
No, because I'm afraid we're going to hire Scott Parker because that's like the de rigueur thing to do is to hire like some ex-player. And I really don't want Scott Parker as much as he outmanaged Jose. I'm actually not super worried. As much as I don't think Mourinho is a great hire, at least it's ambitious. Where whatever, again, for Tottenham Hotspur, that's an ambitious hire. And if Levy, we are putting the cart way out of the horse because I think, again, I think this is a conversation that isn't realistic for at least a year. You know, I expect us to hire someone that is interesting and at least on paper makes some level of sense. You know, I don't think we're going to go hire Scott Parker or Ledley King to manage the team. I think we are going to probably, you know, try to do something really interesting. Now, whether or not that works out is, but, you know, Levy always seems to be trying to get the next best thing. So, here's hoping. What we really need is, like, our declining fortunes to coincide with Pochettino's declining fortunes so he comes back, and we all forget how he gave up on us for a few months there. So, Too bad he finally won his first him. trophy. Today, of all days. Does that count, really? You beat AVB in a French League Cup. Does that really count? It counts, and it finally is it like, proves that Pochettino is the better manager than AVB, which was an open question. You know what? You I know what? They never, they, they, they never, I don't think PSG has ever won an Audi Cup, so they'll never sing that. Oh, we are all very depressed, and I think we're really enjoying having the same conversation every week. So on that note, uh, if you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review, because we need something to feel good about. And uh, follow us on our new Twitter feed, which isn't so new anymore, but uh, it's new to us. WDR Podcast on Twitter.com. That's WDR as in Wheelie Dealer Radio. Ben, where can people find your super sunny takes on Spurs on the internet? Oh, well, you can find me singing Lucas Suzuko's praises on Twitter at Comrade Spurs. Brian, where can people find your extremely excited takes on Jose Mourinho? You can also find me on Twitter at uh, Brian underscore Ashlock. That's Brian with a Y. Every time I start to say Comrade You Spurs and have to remind myself that is not my Twitter handle. It's such a good Twitter handle. I hate you, Ben. You're welcome. I'm so, mad I, I'm so mad I gave you that. I'm so mad I gave you that, Ben. I'm so mad I gave you that. Anyway, you can find me at Skipjack0079. I can find the receipts. Okay. Uh, you can find me at Skipjack0079 on Twitter. And once again, our Twitter feed for the podcast, WDR Podcast. Uh, for Ben, for Brian, and of course for Brett Rainbow, I have been your host, Greg. Thank you very much. Come on, you Spurs. Please, God, come on for once. <laughs>